Hi, everyone. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'll take a moment to say hello to many new listeners out there. I'm Lindsay Taylor, Director of Communications and DEI Strategy. Since we've started placing links to these podcasts on the Microsoft Teams channel, I've seen many more merchandisers tune in, and it's absolutely exciting. I'm thrilled that Teams is helping us communicate to a broader audience. So welcome, and thanks for tuning in. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. The goal with these is to give you bite-sized information that you can access whenever and wherever you are to learn more about the company, both why we have programs and processes in place, but most importantly, why you should care, why I should care, the kind of what's it in it for me question. So today we're talking with who I would call one of our most passionate people in the company. And it's a good thing because the topic is important. It is safety. I spoke with our director of safety, Jason Stark, to kick off a three-part series on the topic. We're talking today about the financial cost of safety and some of the easy ways we can help impact those costs. I specifically like how Jason refers to those of you in the field, our industrial athletes. And as an athlete, we know there's a lot that goes into staying in athletic shape, including some financial aspects. So I hope you enjoy this first of three podcasts with Jason and I. Jason, thanks so much for coming on the podcast with me. You have been with Columbia for quite some time now in some ver- uh, variety of roles. Um, won't you give everyone kind of a look at uh, what you've done and, and how you got to where you are now, which is the director of safety? Yeah, gosh, um, it has been a while. Uh, I've been here for 18 years now. Um, I started off in the merchandising department Um did that for about a year and then got into grocery sales. Um, I had a great sales route um, for, gosh, I'd want to say about five years. Then um, that was up in the Everett branch. And then I moved down to the Kent branch and was the C-Store DM for, um, gosh, maybe three years. And then from there, jumped over to the almighty on-premise and, uh, Loved that. Uh, loved it so much that I knew I, you know, had to get out of it eventually. So I did. <laughs> um, and then uh, went over to become the director of category management um, on the national accounts team. So um, did a lot of cool things there. Really learned uh, some of the backbone part of the business from the sales perspective. So um, and then after that, uh, this safety, uh, the safety director position came open and I jumped all over it. It looked something that was different and fun and exciting. So I um, wanted to jump in and, and get my feet wet in this. Yeah. And you took over on this role. Oh, gosh, was it right at COVID? Start of COVID? Yeah, in fact, I, I think one of my first orders of business was to write an infectious disease policy. And I'm like... <laughs> What's an infectious disease policy? So uh, thank God for Google and lots of smart people to help me put things together. But um, yeah, that was uh, was a very interesting time to take over. That's for sure. Yeah, you kind of jumped in the deep end or had to yeah. by fire. So yeah. I am no stranger to the topic of safety at this company. If you've been here any number of months or years, uh, this is definitely a very top priority of ours. And when we talk about safety, we often refer to kind of the financial costs of safety. And um, for those who are listening, we're going to do kind of a three-part series here. And this first one is about the financial cost of safety. So Jason, will you help us understand what that means? What is the financial cost of safety? 
Gosh, that's a really big, big, broad uh, mm-hmm. term. Um, there's so much that goes into the cost of safety. Uh, first and foremost is is the cost to our teammates, right? So um, when somebody gets hurt, you know, it, it costs them more than money, right? It costs them peace of mind. It costs them stability. And, you know, the fact that they could have an injury that could keep them out of work for a period of time, um, yeah, that's scary. So, um, there, there is a, there's a, there's a cost there for sure. Um, financially, you know, if, if we have somebody that does get injured severely enough that they have to go out on time loss, they typically, typically only make about 60% of their normal wages. So, um, they, they do take a hit there, um, when they get hurt and, you know, we want to keep, you know, that's why we want to bring people back to work so quickly. Um, and we have a huge light duty work program because when somebody does get hurt, um, if they're, if their restrictions allow, we can bring them back to work. They'll make their full, uh, their full wages, their full salary. And, you know, they might just be doing a different job for a little bit. That's really kind of close to what they do, but, um, in a light duty fashion, honoring, uh, the work restrictions for the doctor. So, um, to the teammates, it, it, th- there's a big cost there, um, and, and we want to make sure that everybody's getting paid as, as much as they can, right? So um, that's why we have our light duty program. Um, as far as it goes for the organization, and, you know, again, the more injuries that we have, the more accidents we have, that affects our our, our insurance rates, right? So um, with workers comp, we have what's called an injury rate and that's kind of like our credit score. Um, and you know, if our injury rate is in a certain range, it, it keeps our, our deductibles lower, uh, with our insurance. So, um, you know, obviously the, the less accidents we have, um, the, the more money we, we have in our, in our bank, right. As an organization and, Again, it's 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 the credit score of the organization. Not only is does it tell us what like, you know, how much we're going to have to pay, but it also it's a good indicator of how safe we are as a company, right? So, um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I, I feel like I'm rambling here. No, it, there is a lot that goes into it, and I know that. Um... You know, I've I've heard of the light duty pro- work program. I've actually utilized people who've been on the light duty program to you know help with some projects of my own. And um, also, uh, I like how you kind of frame that up as the injury rate is a kind of our credit score. That makes a lot of sense um, for those of us who you know understand credit. And if you don't have a good credit score, there's going to be repercussions from that. So where Absolutely. where do most of our costs come from? Um, you know, kind of the fixed versus the variable costs of safety yeah so so the variable um i'll start with that again that's based off of how many accidents and injuries we have right that that can change and and um you know that's why it's important to keep people safe too right Mm -hmm. so the less accidents obviously uh the less we're going to end up paying and workers comp fees and dues um and ultimately that's that's the unbudgeted dollars by the way right so i did this training last year and and you know we came up i came up with a number like the average work comp claim costs us around thirty thousand dollars right so um you know at columbia we like to have good fun events like company picnics and and i i posed this to the leadership i said you know if we could reduce 
by one workers' comp claim, we might get a bouncy house at our at our picnic this year, or maybe two bouncy houses, right? Well, so, that's an incentive. But, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, but it ties other things, right? Where we could say, hey, if, if, if we get less workers' comp claims, then we can afford more equipment, newer forklifts, newer vans, right? Like, this money can be used other places that, mm-hmm. that would be beneficial to the organization. So... The variable is tough to chase, but um, if we keep people's safety at top of mind, then that's less unbudgeted dollars that we're spending, right? And we have more in the hopper for things that we might need around the organization, whether it's a forklift or a bouncy house for fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the fixed costs, so, you know, that's some of the, the fees that we pay um, with our uh, third-party administrators. So that, that's our, our, our folks that handle our, our insurance for us. So there's fixed rates that are baked into that, um, especially with Washington State, because we have to deal with L&I. So we have to purchase certain bonds. We have to purchase excess work comp coverage. Washington State's really tricky um, because of how the, the government up here runs. But, you know, other fixed costs in this are like our work right program, right? We, we pay money to have work right available to our organization. Um, and then we pay for consultants to come in and, and make sure that we're doing it right. That You know, I, it, I have people that come check on me to make sure that I'm doing doing my safety job right so um we pay for that and and you know when we do when we have consultants like that that actually helps our insurance costs go down because it gives us another layer of protection um it gives us another set of eyes and insurance companies really like to see that so you know some of the other uh fixed costs or premiums we pay for our auto and general liability um that's the insurance that covers anytime we we uh damage one of our trucks or might break a window at a 7-Eleven. Um, so th- those are auto and general liability claims. Um, we, we also have a big casualty program that covers, it's basically our umbrella insurance for our buildings, right? So should there be a natural disaster or a fire or, or you know, an earthquake, right? So we have to pay for that. that that's something that's never really going to go away because obviously we have to be insured to do that. Um, some other things too, I mean, just different fees here and there. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of our fixed cost. Yeah. Thanks for the overview. I'm, yeah, it's, it's astounding at how much there is and obviously how much that all adds up. So Jason, what kind of costs can employees influence? Um, as we're talking about all the small things that are adding up that you just went over, where can we help you know, drive some of those costs down and keep them low? Gosh, it, it's a great question. And it, and it's, it's, it's so easy. It's so easy, right? It, it, it's, if you see something, you say something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So everybody here knows how to lift properly, right? So what, something that's trained on the very first day of working here, because we're lifting product all day long. Um, our number one injury is sprain and strain and our one and two body parts are back and shoulders so if you see somebody not lifting appropriately stop them and say hey why don't you lift with your legs you're out of your green zone um those those over time if people are not lifting properly over time that builds up it wears out the muscles it wears out the tendons and then bam we have a sprain or a strain right so 
it's 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 so simple it's the basic things um if you're out in a in a warehouse environment and you see a teammate operating a forklift without a seatbelt on have the courage to walk up and say hey i care about your safety please put your seatbelt on we we had an incident uh this last summer where um a, a big pallet of kegs broke and fell from oh 30 feet up in the air and after interviewing this employee he told me that the only reason he's alive today is because he had his seatbelt on he said had he not his instincts were to jump out mm -hmm. of the forklift and if he had jumped out of the forklift he could have been killed oh and it's these okay. simple simple little things right in the warehouse again sounding your horn you know even even people i just wish people could understand how important it is to wear high vis in a warehouse mm -hmm. um our operators are out there they're they're industrial athletes right and they are going they're going 100 miles an hour trying to get these cases picked and if somebody that's not typically in the warehouse just walks out there without high vis on a, they don't really understand the environment, what's going on and the speed and the intensity of it. But B, that operator of that sled or that forklift, they're not expecting somebody to be there that's not normally there, right? So that high-vis, that high-vis vest, it draws a visual attention to the operator and they see that person, right? So um, especially, you know, some of these places, you know, we're trying to upgrade lighting, but but you know, you just got high biz, please, everyone, where your high biz. <laughs> if you need some, ask me. Like, we, I can't overemphasize that enough. Again, Lindsay, it's just the basic yeah. stuff. Yeah. Pick up after you, um, you know, <clears throat> paper on the floor. Mm -hmm. Or I've been in meeting rooms out in some of these branches where there's uh, there's cables and wires, and I know he's going to hate to hear this, but they're going across the meeting room. That's a tripping hazard, right? Like it's, it's almost as if take care of this place like you take care of your home. Mm -hmm. Care about your teammates like you care about your sister or your brother or your kids or your or your parents, right? Like that's it's so simple. It's so simple. We don't manufacture things, right? So we we don't have to worry about cutting fingers off all day long it's just keeping our our house clean and if you see something say something <clears throat> good advice really good advice well this is a series of three podcasts like i mentioned uh, we're tackling financial costs today uh, the next one we're going to look at the, the safety committee and who kind of who what why the goals, you know, what, what is the safety committee and what they do for us. And then the final podcast we're going to do is a Q&A. And I invite anyone who has a question following this and the next one to please um, submit it to myself or Jason. Um, I will leave the uh, our email addresses in this podcast uh, so that you can click on it and just email those in and we will answer them on the third podcast. So Jason, thanks so much for the insight today. Any any parting thoughts besides uh, high this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, again, I, I, I think, you know, safety, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, safety here is really, like I said earlier, it, it's about caring about your teammates. And, and if you see something, say something and, and, and please treat, treat your workplace like your home keep it clean, uh, you know, clean up after yourselves. 
Um, and just if we take care of this place, if we take care of each other, um, it's really going to drive the safety culture even further. And, and, and that's what I'm, I'm really excited to see happen. Terrific. Jason, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you uh, in a few weeks. Right on. Thanks, Thanks, Lindsay.